celebrity Let your weary mind be free There's someone kind of famous who you can't see Like that, it's time for sleeping with celebrity Hello, sleepyheads, and welcome to Sleeping with Celebrities. I'm John Moe. I'm glad you're here. On this program, we invite guests to step out of the limelight and into the nightlight. On this show, for just one bedtime, I ask these friends not to bring their A-game, but rather their Z-game. It's a podcast where you can sleep, you can simply relax. You can take a break from stress and intensity because there will be none of that here. Tonight, we'll be sleeping with Brothi Gupta. Brothi is a writer on The Simpsons, and she co-hosts the podcast Lecture Hall. Just ahead, she's going to tell us about the Kenwood Mall in Cincinnati. It wasn't fun, but it was there. Before all that, I invite you to settle in and get comfortable while I tell you about another show on the Maximum Fun Network. Sleepyheads, I wish to tell you about another podcast here on the Maximum Fun Network, the network where we have the maximum amount of fun that is permissible by federal guidelines. The name of this podcast is The Jackie and Lori Show. Comedians Jackie Cation and Lori Kilmartin talk about their week in stand-up comedy and often the week in stand-up comedy. But the subject matter doesn't always stay with the world of stand-up. It often devolves into discussion of the host's personal lives. They also feature a comic of the week to follow and to highlight. It's all happening on the Jackie and Lori show, here on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's tuck ourselves in for Broti Gupta. Brody, thank you for sleeping with us this evening. Uh, thank you for having me. This is really exciting, but I hope it isn't for the listeners. Okay, good. To ease into this conversation, can you explain how you landed on this topic that we'll be talking about and whether in the past you've ever put anyone to sleep talking about this before? You know, I was thinking about, because you gave some wonderful examples to me of um, things that other very funny and wonderful writers have uh, covered, and I was, you know, I was sort of thinking, like, what do I know a lot about? And so that really narrowed it down to, like, two things. I was just asking myself what I knew about. And one of the things was that I know a lot about a bonobo named Kanzi. And then I thought that that's 
probably too exciting for this podcast because there are lots of ups and downs with Kanzi. Um, so then the other thing I know about is the Kenwood Mall, which is the mall in Cincinnati that was very close to where I went to middle and high school. And it was where me and my friends would walk around and try on clothes. It wasn't fun, but it was there. And it was close, it was central enough for pretty much everyone. And there was a cheesecake factory. Mm. Do you fall asleep easily yourself, Brody? I do not. I take a very long time to fall asleep. I am a person who loves sleep. I have always been very passionate about being asleep. Ever since I was very little, I never had trouble, like, you know, uh, going to sleep because I didn't know much about the world and I was also tired. But these days, it's been harder to go to sleep, I think... Sometimes I get stressed and that makes it hard to go to sleep, but um but other times maybe I just I overthink it. You know, I like am excited my body is tired and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep, but then my brain's like like registers it as an activity, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like registers like my general excitement to be lying down and unconscious as like this is a new game that we're going to be playing or this is another exciting event today right. you say that you that you love sleep that you value it i what's, love it yeah what's the best night of sleep you've ever had i don't remember and <laughs> those are probably the nights that i get the best sleep mm-hmm. that are the ones that i don't remember um you know what, I, I've been trying to look at my phone less. And we have, um, my husband really enjoys like some kind of ambient noise in the background. And I've seen that that actually helps me as well. So yeah. there is, yeah, the, so it, it's often either rain or waves crashing. And it's mm. really nice. So just listening to something has been nice listening to this kind of ambient noise in the background has been a nice way to get to sleep and then yeah if i wake up in the middle of the night i try to not look at my phone i try to just turn over just turn over and go back to sleep well what there's nothing going on on my phone is what i tell myself everyone's asleep to see yeah there's nothing i need to see that's good sleep hygiene um, well, Brody, are you, are you ready then to, to travel to the mall and show us around? I am always ready to take my friends straight to the Kenwood Mall. All right. What entrance are we going in? We're going into the Nordstrom entrance, which is a relatively newer, past like 15 years sort of new hmm. entrance. It has a covered parking lot which is why we will be going there oh do the other entrances is it all exposed parking at the other entrances 
a lot of it is exposed, but this is also underground parking. So I think temperature-wise, we're looking at some pretty even stuff. You're not going to come back out to your car and be shocked by the elements. Mm. Sort of in the way that, that you might be entering through the main the main entrance, which leads to an uncovered parking lot, though it is that that entrance is easier access to a cheesecake factory. Mm. The the Nordstrom in Seattle is where my wife used to work a long time yeah. ago, and she worked in the in the department of gloves and small leather goods. That was the official name of the department. And then she was notified that they would be merged into the accessories department. So at one oh. time, the gloves and the small leather goods were their own department, but then that stopped. Mm-hmm. So you go into the Nordstrom, and what happens next? You can turn left, where you'll see shoes on the right side, makeup, jewelry on the left kids clothing and men's clothing is on that first floor and then there's an escalator that you can take up to where women's clothing is and there's also a nordstrom restaurant which is where you can get your basic american fare salads maybe some focaccia yeah exactly do you eat in that restaurant I have only eaten there once, and I remember coming out of it going, that was fairly bland. Mm. If you are a chef at a Nordstrom restaurant listening to this, I was an asshole when I was a kid, and that's Um, probably all I can say about that. That's too bad. I was probably kind of a a food jerk then. Yeah. A snob? A, a snob. I think my mom was a really, really good cook, and I had a lot of Indian food growing up. And that was my main, that was like my main diet, was this very flavorful Indian food. Hmm. You know what I also thought of the Nordstrom restaurant? At the time, I thought, kind of overpriced. Yeah. Well, let's, let's back up a little bit. When you're going to go to the Kenwood Mall... And you're going to go there with your friends. Mm-hmm. How is this outing organized? Are there the same friends every time? Do you mix it up? It was typically sort of the same friends every time. There were a couple of moms who would, you know, drive us as a group, drop us off, maybe go run some errands or something. Mm then come pick us up after we ate or come join us for a meal. Um, yeah, it was, it was typically the same. It was typically the same group of friends. How old were you when you started going to the Kenwood Mall in Cincinnati? Oh, man, I was... I must have been eight or nine, but I was not hanging out there. That was not... My parents were not um, huge fans of the concept of hanging out at the mall. 
Mm. Why weren't they? I think it was because a lot of my parents' opinions on parenting um, were formed through sitcoms from the 90s, from the late 80s and early 90s. And I think that they saw the mall as sort of a place where kids engage in some kind of debauchery. I see. Would you describe you and your group of friends as a clique? You know, I think we must have been a clique. Although I was a little bit of a sort of on the fringe of this clique. I did not have any power in any clique, but there were a few cliques that I was friendly with. Hmm. What were those? Um, the nerds. Okay. You know, there was one clique of, of the girls who were like, who could like curse in front of their mom. Uh Uh-huh. I was very much on the on the outside of the on the outside but but I think they liked me cuz I was funny. Ah. Okay. And they were also they were also pretty sweet. Hmm. But some of them really cursed a lot in front of their moms and I would be like I don't think I'm allowed to do that. So what are the other shops in the expensive wing of Cincinnati's Kenwood Mall. Sleepyheads, I want to tell you about another podcast here on the Maximum Fun Network, where we have the maximum amount of fun that is allowed by the government. The Greatest Generation is a comedy show where the hosts, Ben and Adam, review Star Trek. They started with Star Trek The Next Generation. They have completed Deep Space Nine and are now reviewing Voyager. The Greatest Generation is more than just a recap podcast. They have a cast of funny characters and running gags. They identify the silliest characters in each episode they recap, and they bust each other's chops all while celebrating their favorite television franchise. The hosts have both worked in film production, so they bring a strong cinema studies and technical knowledge aspect to the proceedings. Therefore, you might learn about split diopters in one moment and laugh at an astonishingly vulgar joke about an alien's butt in the next. The name of this program, The Greatest Generation, available on Maximum Fun, and wherever you get your podcasts. So what are the other shops in the expensive wing of Cincinnati's Kenwood Mall? The Kenwood Mall, uh, the rich wing of the Kenwood Mall is that, um, you know, right as you exit the Nordstrom on your left, you've got a Louis Vuitton. Oh, on your right, I think I, there. So the memory that I'm having is probably of a few years ago walking through the mall. So my apologies if it's not completely accurate. 
it's okay. But then on the right side, a Tempur-Pedic mattress store, mm. which is a great place to sit if you want furniture to remember what your body, what kind of impact your body leaves on it. Would you consider mattresses that remember the imprint of your body to be luxury items? I I think so. I think so. Although, nowadays, I sort of realize I don't like that kind of mattress to lie down on anymore. Oh. I think because it's like it's so comfortable and honestly so wonderful to like sit and lounge in but i do find that i have back pain oh from it so i i think i need a firmer i need a mattress that wants to yeah i think i need a mattress that wants to stand up to me not one that wants to befriend me you you need a mattress that has ideas for your spine and doesn't listen to your own ideas exactly i see that knows how to keep my spine in check the people that you would go to the mall with i'm going to list some high school archetypes and tell me if any of them fit these profiles Mm -hmm. jock no nerd somewhat i went to a school where everybody was pretty academically strong and there was a lot of academic pressure so being kind of a nerd was a good thing at this school so it's it's sort of hard to now go back mentally and be able to discern between sort of the truer nerd Mm. in terms of what you might see on tv and what a nerd in my life might have looked like if that makes sense Yeah. Were any of your friends uh, girls who would seem to be unattractive, but then when they take off their glasses and their hair comes down, someone says, why, you're beautiful? No. Okay. They all looked roughly the same with glasses. I see. Did you wear glasses? I wore glasses. Actually, if we walk down this this wing of the mall oh let's um, if we take a brief trip to the other side of this particular wing so closer to the main mall entrance mm. there is a lens crafters or there was at the time mm-hmm. um where i did get a pair of glasses because I had pretty good eyesight until like five years ago. And then Mm. it just started going downhill. I had astigmatism. And so then during like a trip home, my mom told me that she was like, I have to come clean to you. I don't like your glasses. And so we're going to the Kenwood mall and we're choosing new glasses. And I was like, that's fine. She was like, I'll pay for it. And I was like, fantastic. 
did that hurt your feelings? Not really. If, if, if I'm being honest, I wasn't crazy about those glasses either. Okay. Do you love your mother? I do love my mother, and I think that I didn't love myself enough to get better glasses. Um, so we have the Tempur-Pedic store and the Louis yes. Vuitton, not far yes. from the Lens Crafters. Let's travel further into the mall and see what else we discover. So, sort of close to the uh, Tempur-Pedic store, there is a little, like, dress boutique store, the name of which I am forgetting, and that's mm. where I purchased, I think, a graduation dress when I was a teenager. Okay. And then, on the other side of that, a big anthropology store. Hmm. And would you go into that store as well? I didn't go into that store, I think because I was intimidated by it. Like, if I'm going to go to the store and make some moves, mm. I'm going to need a mom with me. Right, right. It was like, this is a store with candles. This is a store for people with taste. Yeah, yeah, this isn't a teenage store. This is not a teenage store. This is where you go when you know that something needs to be purchased. Yes. Uh, would you have a routine and or stores that you would always make sure to visit? When I was a teenager, there the pattern was mostly that my friends and I would go to Sephora where we would look at makeup mm-hmm. and we would go to Abercrombie. And Fitch? And Fitch, yes. I think there were maybe two stores. That one was just lowercase Abercrombie and the other was Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh. What was the difference? I do not know. I ah. think maybe one of them was for younger teens. Mm-hmm. I'm on the Kenwood Town Center, which is the name of the mall now. I'm on their directory, and I would like to read to you some of the stores that are oh, wow. currently there. Yeah, I, I don't know if they were there before, but you can tell me whether it was a place you regularly visited. Okay. Gold Star Chili? No. Great American cookies? Um, no, but it smelled great. The Jewish hospital? Uh, yes. Really? No. Okay. Kung Fu tea? No. Lids? No. Love sack? No. Lululemon? Uh, yes, I think that was another relatively recent addition, probably last decade or so. Mm. Pack Sun? Yes, that is a place that we would visit. 
Would you visit the Piercing Pagoda? No. But if I needed a piercing, I did get an ear piercing. One of my ear piercings closed up. And so then I got my ear re-pierced at Claire's at the Kenwood Town Center. Right. So you... Why did you prefer Claire's as a piercing destination as opposed to the piercing pagoda? What what led to that decision? You know, I think it was that I knew what Claire's was, and I did not know that the mall had piercing pagoda. I see. Would you go to the sunglass hut? Yes. The sunglass hut I love to go to. Would you buy sunglasses? No. I would never purchase sunglasses because they were quite expensive from Mm. the sunglass hut. And so I would try on many sunglasses and I would sort of think to myself, what if? Right. Yankee Candle? Yes. Yankee Candle I liked because... I like to smell the different candles. Okay. The security office? Yes. I'm a big fan of a master key. Okay. How much money would you bring to the mall? I would bring the most amount that I would bring was a $20 bill. Mm. Where would you... You've mentioned several stores that you'd go into to smell the Yankee Candle or try mm-hmm. on the sunglasses in the hut. Um, where would you actually spend your money? Well, there was very little spending that was actually ever going on. Um, but I would maybe buy a shirt. Mm. And... Uh, something that my friends and I would do was uh, get matching shirts. Oh. And so we would look for the uh, the discount aisles or like the sales sections of any of the any of these stores and um, and if we found you know something that we basically liked that was like ten dollars, then mm-hmm. we would then we would purchase matching ones and then we would probably plan on wearing them to school to make some sort of point about friendship. Oh. Do you still wear those shirts and are you still friends with those friends? You know, I recently saw a few of them um, and uh, reconnected and it was lovely. Because it was, this year is my uh, 10th anniversary of graduating high school. Hmm. And so I, I saw a bunch of these, these friends from the mall. And um, we all, and it turns out that, that you're not the only person that leaves high school and grows up. Everyone else does too. Ah. Did any of their dreams come true or get shattered? Um, I think I saw 
pretty much all of them are happy and no shattered dreams. I think some of them found dreams later, which was nice to see them realize. A dream that happened at the SeaTac Mall near where I grew up, it's about halfway between Seattle and Tacoma, so they called Mm -hmm. it the SeaTac Mall. Um, they, in the early years, they decided to set a world record for a seesaw ride. And they built this mechanical seesaw where the people inside or on the ends of it didn't really have to do anything. They just rode up and down and up and down and up and down by way of a motor. And then every couple hours, they got a short break to use the restroom. And they kept this up for, I think, a week or more. And so what we would do, knowing that a record was going to be set, is we'd go to this mall, to SeaTac Mall, out by the Lamont's store, and we'd watch these guys go up and down and up and down. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they ever set the record. Do you think there's a way to find out? Yeah, probably. But I don't know. It didn't seem like a seesaw to me. It seemed like they were just sitting on a mechanical uh, device. How long do you think you would be able to do that? I think that I would feel some pressure to make it an entertaining experience for the people who are watching. Right. And as such, I think I would last ambitiously 18 hours. Oh, wow. If I could sleep in the mechanical thingy. But then I think I would go bananas and have to stop. How long would you last in the mechanical apparatus that may or may not have been a seesaw? I think I could last a while. Yeah? Yeah. Um, A a thing that I genuinely love to do in life is wait in a really long line. I can wait in any line in silence for a very long time. Huh. Is that... A pleasant experience? Yeah. I think it's a nice time for me to not think about anything. There is a goal, but my work here is to wait. Ah. What do you do as you wait? I don't really do anything. Hmm. I typically sit if possible, um, but if I'm in... You know, if I'm in like a like a fast food line or something like that, uh, or like a roller coaster line, I I just stand in silence. Hmm. I stand in total silence. I might I might think about the things that I have to do later. So I might think about like my grocery list 
which mm-hmm. if you would like to know yes. what my grocery list is typically yes it's you know I've got a dozen eggs uh-huh. I'll get I'll get some uh, chicken broth because uh-huh. I like to mix that into my dog's food uh-huh. which I make at home oh the veggies that we get are typically we get a lot of bell peppers mm-hmm. we do a lot of spinach we do asparagus tomatoes broccoli mm. cauliflower mm-hmm. kale uh, kale we can we sometimes do kale i like to do arugula as well for a salad There are some prepackaged salads that Greg, my husband, and I have been excited about and getting into. Um, Mm -hmm. Recently, we tried a a sort of a lemony dressing for a mixed green salad, and this was a prepackaged mixed green salad, and it was delicious. Um, the group that you went to the mall with, can you give us a breakdown and introduce us to the members of this group? Yes. So there was one girl in the group who, she was very much the daughter of, you know, cool mom, cool mom who says the word slut in front of us, Uh. that kind of which my parents were not huge fans of. Right. Because I think a good thing that my parents did was establish early on that we are not friends. Oh, that you're not friends with your parents. Yeah. They were like, we're not friends with each other. Oh. But you do live here, and we are responsible for you and so we will not be entertaining if you want to call somebody in your class a slut we will not be entertaining that yes i think that was at the time i thought man this other girl's mom so cool you can tell her so much about how big a slut a 12 year old girl is and she will agree. And my parents were like, that's very creepy. Please yeah. never do that. You've crossed a line. Yeah. They were like, my parents were sort of of the camp of, we are in our 40s. And it's creepy to talk about children. Yeah. And so we will not be entertaining you doing that in front of us. In fact, you will probably be punished in some way which will limit access to a mall Mm, right so you have the you have the friend with the fresh mom incredibly so yes who else Um, was in the group uh also in the group were a couple of girls who were and remain very studious Mm -hmm. um and 
they were also I mean they were I would say the example of like like probably nerds but not but you know the kind of nerds that we were again is sort of different from what nerds look like the classical on TV. nerd the, the classical nerd yeah we might be we were a little bit more like a like math science nerds hmm. stem nerds then, yeah yeah and then there was one girl whose parents were more similar to my parents in that they were very, like, they, I think if they ever heard anybody talking about other children in a disparaging way, they might step in and say, let's talk about what makes this person good. Oh. So we had that that girl as well. And she and I are still very, very close. That's nice. Do you ever... Did you ever wish that you had the type of parents who were more in favor of hanging out at malls? You know, I think if I ever did, it was very briefly because I think I did have a fairly early sense of, oh, it is a little weird hmm. that it, there, there was kind of like a, like, like if I interacted with a, with a particularly cool mom kind of parent, there was like a little bit of a stomach ache that I would get, which I now know is like, because I thought that was probably weird and unparent-like. Right. Transgressive. Yeah. Do you know, um, do you know what the sitcoms were that your parents used to model their parenting from? Well, the sitcoms were, unfortunately, a big sitcom that they were that they really loved was the Cosby show. Oh. Which is now problematic. Sad for them, yes. Um but something that they they loved Felicia Rashad mm. and that role. They thought that Claire was the best they just thought she was the best and it was i think i think something that was helpful for them about that show that they didn't get from maybe like full house mm-hmm. was that they felt like i think it was that this was a non-white family ah i think it was a non-white family whose parents are very much the the characters of those parents were very much like we are parents first and we're not trying to be friends with with our teens right right and we will you know perhaps call out if we feel like our teens are being odd 
Are there are there life lessons that you absorbed from your trips to the Kenwood Mall that stay with you today? I think one of the life lessons was that the that when you see the price of a shirt you want mm-hmm. and it's exactly as much money as you have. Mm-hmm you don't have enough money for it. Because of tax. Because of tax. Brothi Gupta, thank you so much for sleeping with us. I really enjoyed hearing about the Kenwood Mall, and good night. Thank you so much for having me. Good night. I hope you sleep well. Well, sleepyheads, I hope you enjoyed learning about the Kenwood Mall of Cincinnati, Ohio, as much as I did. You know, something I like to do at the end of my day is to make a mental catalog of things that I experienced or learned that day. If you don't mind, I'm just going to make a list of takeaways right now from my conversation with Broti Gupta while it's all still fresh in my mind. One, If you don't want to park in direct sunlight when you visit the Kenwood Mall in Cincinnati, park in the Nordstrom lot. Especially important if your car has leather seats. Two, you can tell a store has taste if it has a lot of scented candles inside it. Three, having a mom who cooks really well can result in becoming a food snob at an early age. 4. When mattress shopping, look for a mattress that wants to stand up to you, not befriend you. And 5. Claire's Boutique has better name recognition than the piercing pagoda among nerdy teen girls in the Cincinnati area. Or at least it did about a decade ago. Uh, Okay, I'm going to turn in myself. Thank you for sleeping with me and my guest, Brody Gupta. Be sure to follow Sleeping With Celebrities on both Twitter and TikTok using the handle at sleepwithcelebs. On Instagram, the handle is at sleepwcelebs. Our email is sleepwithcelebs at maximumfun.org. Our music is provided by the Winterbowers. Social media assistance provided by Charlie Moe. The show was senior produced and edited by Laura Swisher. Swish. Sleeping with Celebrities is a production of Maximum Fun and Papa Chick. I'm John Moe. Night-night. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.